A shot in the dark beats a walk in the park, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Mourinho's on the march, and it's Mike Ashley to the rescue. It's Tuesday, 27th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Venetian Hunter-Razia. Everybody, good to have you with us. Oh, a bit of akadaka to start the show, Vish. I know, yeah. I felt like I was in a room with my two dads <laughs> when you were rocking out to that earlier. I will, occasionally, we I will occasionally encourage Marcus to play ACDC down the mic so Appreciate you can all listen to it. On this occasion, I didn't need to. Yeah. He just did it anyway. So uh, it's a great way to start the day. There's a bit of Kane's son understanding there. You didn't need to say it, but he did it. Exactly. There we are. Did you get the assist? <laughs> he did, ladies and gentlemen. He certainly did. My goodness, what a terrific Tuesday we've got for you in the uh, in the, in the rain, although, of course, we are indoors. Um, <laughs> but Spurs were in the rain last night at Burnley. It was a great win. Great win. Kane and Son, have they, have, they've combined more times than fish and chips. I was going to say, who's this chips are you, you're <laughs> no. pushing me in with? I've had more than 29 fish and chips this year. So there's no way. <laughs> this year? 29 no, fish probably not. But I, I do like You don't chips. order in fish and chips. Sometimes you do. Do you? Deliveroo now, mate. Not fish and chips. If you're listening to Deliveroo, get in touch. Happily take, <laughs> take a sponsor. Um, in a pocket get, of big no, fish. Ken, Kennedy's um, fish and chip shop in Streatham Hill in South London is a magnificent fish and chip shop. Now, I know everyone listening will think that their local fish and chip shop is the best. Have you ever stopped to consider that you might be wrong? Because mine is the best. And they do do Deliveroo. So they they bring it to you and you get your fish, your chips, your curry sauce, your peas. I'm just... How can you say that as someone who is from the South Coast? Surely you must have had loads of great fish and chips. I have over the years. Karen's place in Leon Solent was very good, but that's sadly not there anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but but Kennedy's in Streatham Hill, I, I think, is the best I've had. All right. Well, if we're chucking all this out there, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a little place by the Bridge of Allen near Stirling. Uh, oh yeah. That does a great fish and chips for. When almost... was the last time you were there? Oh, it's not up to date, is it? It 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 is up to date because someone I know went there <laughs> and they checked for me. <laughs> He will go to any lengths other than to see that he's wrong, particularly about fish and chips. What's that? Just be, yeah. Well, anyway, fish, while, wanna... while we're doing this, um, I've got a spare iPhone that I'm selling. <laughs> you wanna I thought you going to say take hundred quid? I like a fillet of fish and chips. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you know that about me. You know, you know. I know some people want to rally. Know, no, you, I know some people. You wanna, know that about me. <laughs> some people want to over there. Want to rally against capitalism. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going to the going to the you know the yellow arches. Yeah. And just getting your as they're called the yellow arches. I'm, I'm glad you called them the yellow arches because golden arches. It, it's too aggrandizing. They clearly yellow in the same way when Manchester United do all that. Uh, um, what, what was the FC? You know, you know yeah. the, the green and gold. gold yeah. Yellow and gold. Well, that's that is a, you just open up a can of worms there. Don't, no, it's not worth it, Vish. Vish, Vish it. said that at the start. Yeah, did he? Um, yeah, you must have. You're such so scum, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you? Right, you don't refer to me as scum. Okay, <laughs> we had too much of that in the public discourse. <laughs> in the spirit of our fine politics yeah. at the moment. So the only being that Sonny got a lot of headlines for um, saying to Kane, "Did you get the assist?" and being really happy about it. Yeah. The, the, the irony being that mm. everyone was so bored by that point, yeah. they had turned off oh, and oh, only yeah. saw that mm. um, on social media later. Yes. Well, it was quite amusing because the commentator or, or the summarizer was sort of saying, you know, had they worked on that 
Kane and Son. Yeah. The way he kind of flicked it. I mean, it was a lovely bit of play from Kane to yeah. sort of knock it back in. And, so got, and then obviously Son going, did you get the assist? Yeah. Kind of put that to bed. And Mourinho also said, he, he also alluded to, I know we're going to come well. on to Mourinho, but he also alluded to the fact that it was a different situation. The shapes and the movements they have, yeah. set pieces kind of sit aside from that. Uh-huh. So he, he was kind of um, reticent to say that. Yeah. As well. well, let's have a little dollop of Mourinho before we get to the main. Uh, when he said <laughs> on uh, Cade, about Cade and Son, I think it's an understanding that comes from Mauricio Pochettino's time. I don't want to. I don't want to take the credit all for myself. Let's share it with Maurizio. And again, that that can be. It can be suggested that Mourinho is sort of quite humble there, but it is Mourinho ish, and he does like to sort of say one thing and then, and then, but 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 lead you somewhere else. I I, th- I think that was sincere. Yeah, actually. but it's so hard though to tell, know, isn't it, with Mourinho? Yeah. So we'll give him we'll give him the benefit of that doubt. He'd be he could be giving a speech at his daughter's wedding, and he'd be like, "Is this a dig at someone?" <laughs> Yeah. Is he having a go here? We're so happy to bring yeah. you into the family. Yeah. Are you that? Yeah. yeah. Is there an ex that's being yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> ribbed in? Your yeah, new husband been... is a little horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we've been he too just needs the milk. His yeah. father of the bride speech, he's just feeding yeah. the groom like a baby's <laughs> bottle of milk. Drink that, you little horse. <laughs> while, while, saying, uh, while, while saying, I prefer not to speak. Yeah. Yeah. If I speak, I'm in trouble. No, you have to do a speech. Yeah. No, but if I speak, I'm in trouble. <laughs> On this occasion, you have <laughs> yeah. to do a speech. Well, yeah. Well, I we, mean, it's let... built into the running time, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's hope it's not David O'Leary's son, because no, no one's touching my babies. No, exactly. <laughs> it, could, it could all kick off then, couldn't <laughs> exactly. it, quite frankly. Uh, my goodness. Well, uh, Spurs, uh, it's, okay. Look, are Spurs, are they a little horse? Are they a medium-sized horse? They're a big horse. I mean, the momentum is building. It is building. And I think, um, you know, the guy spoke pretty um, effusively about Southampton yesterday. Uh, very much not on my watch, um, <laughs> which is obviously fine because they, they've, they've been good recently. But... We're talking about Spurs. You have to bring it no, up. But, but, it's, but I think it's interesting to, to point out that... Um, Spurs put them to the sword. Spurs beat them 5-2 mm. at Southampton. Yeah. yeah Southampton, uh, Spurs have put some good results together. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the, the, the Man United game, which we all know about as well. So I, I think on that showing... That was a really, really big win for them. Burnley are like mm-hmm. poetry in motion without the ball sometimes. They, they they are so good to watch in terms of their shape. I know it's not like a... Not many people say that, so it's good that you've said that. It's not a purest thing to, to say, I suppose, because people just like attacking football and everything. No, no, but you're right. I'm glad you said that. But when they when they, when they they get compact and when they dig in, they, they're just so good at it. They're, mm. It's like a vintage Italian club side yeah. back in the day. They're, they're so difficult to break down. They make it tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, you, you'll try and break through them for five, six, seven minutes at a time and you can't. Then they'll lump a ball forward and Ashley Barnes will just stick the elbow on someone and you go, "What? how are we dealing with this? You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult assignment mm-hmm. to go to Burnley. And it's a testament, a further testament to Burnley, even though they, of course, eventually mm-hmm. lost the game, a further testament to them that they've got no crowd in. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a cauldron turf more, mm-hmm. yet they still manage to replicate this intensity of performance without the ball. They they are so good without the ball that Spurs coming away with like almost like a smash and grab win there is a massive result for them. I do agree with you, and I, and I think the league is better for t- t- having a team like Burnley in there. But they have only won one of their last twenty four uh, league home games against the big six. Yeah. So this idea that they're a sort of a tough nut to crack. It, oh, well, I think they are. No, I still think they're a tough nut to crack. I just think they don't crack your nuts. 
Right. So you might get, you might, you know, they're not going to, they've got to do some nut cracking of their own to win a game, haven't yes, they? Yes, yeah. That's yeah. the point. Well, just Vish, briefly back to Mourinho. Yes, it was what I was expecting. I know Sean, he's very clever. He gave us what I was expecting. So he's not that clever then. Um, <laughs> uh, he gave us a very difficult match. So congratulations to him and his boys. There's the, there's okay, the patronising so again. That's a dig. How different do you think the boys match interview would have been if, they, if, if, if it was nil-nil? Oh my goodness. I think he would have, yeah, he would have been very antagonistic. I think he probably would have slammed Pochettino as well. He gave me that yeah, yeah. That's his fault, that. Well, I bought that. Look at them on their phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably all messaging them, the turncoats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, the Mourinho thing is, uh, is an interesting one because I know a couple of weeks ago, people after the Manchester United result, people were talking about them as... Well, you know, there's could, but you know, in, in a crazy season, they mm-hmm. could they could launch that title bid. Um, and I thought yesterday was kind of a peak Pochettino Spurs performance. They had those kind of games where mm-hmm. they would go away, away to sides, and not necessarily have have the best of it, and still come away with something. Yeah, and that felt like it felt to me like I was watching that Spurs team mm-hmm. again. And certainly, the way they were, you know, fighting together and. Um, the the one thing I loved about that song and uh, or rather yeah sorry the song goal was that it was a product of having two players in the box mm-hmm. who move like strikers mm-hmm. and I think that's probably that's quite rare at the moment given that we only really pl- see teams playing one up front primarily apart from Southampton with Che Adams and Danny Ings but from a corner to see Harry Kane able to adjust and you know track the flight of the ball and then son to anticipate where the ball mm-hmm. might be at the second phase of a corner. That was really interesting, and, and and I suppose it just sums up why they're so good together. Because I think the reason they work so well together is because the, they're both quite selfish, and they re- respect that selfishness in the other person. Mm. And they've got to a level now where they appreciate the fact that the other guy mm. is going to finish, and you know they're moving. Well, in the Kane same also knows. And... Kane also knows if he drops deep, which he does more and more now to affect the game. He knows Son will get on beyond him. Yeah, and he's in brilliant form, Kane, as well as Son being obviously in brilliant form too. But what's interesting, Marcus, is that this league this season now we're seeing or we're waiting for a team to stamp their authority on the mm-hmm. Premier League no one's really done it so yeah. you're Everton top of the table they lost at the weekend Aston Villa have been great they obviously eventually lost the game Liverpool haven't looked fluent they well, and, looked and fluent Van Dijk's out which Van is a Dijk's huge out. blow Man City have got their own problems they're languishing down I know it's early days but they're languishing down in wherever they are in the, mm. in the bottom half. So, Well, them it, drawing at West Ham wasn't a big surprise, was it? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it so, was. And that goes to, into your and, point. And Spurs are the top scorers in the Premier League yeah. so far. So, you know, they get their scoring goals. Um, if, if they can stamp their authority, uh, they've got a really good chance. They, what they can do, I'm not saying they can win the league, but what they can do with the team they've got, if they can mm-hmm. keep people fit, particularly with the midfield and the forward players, mm-hmm. is they can stamp their authority down say look we are now the team to beat if you want to win the league you're going to have to get ahead of us because they've got a game at home to um, Brighton next mm-hmm. obviously they play European football midweek mm-hmm. um, and um, then they're away to, to West Brom so I mean that, you can you can start to build a bit of momentum like that I'd like to throw something out there I think it's between Spurs and Leicester of course you do <laughs> And there's narrative all over that, Vish. Do you remember when Mourinho, he, uh, his Chelsea side stopped Brendan Rodgers' Liverpool side? Yes. So, so there's a little bit of narrative. The, when Leicester won the league, it was sort of between Leicester and Spurs, even though Spurs finished third, didn't they? They did eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, do, you you think, do you think Spurs can, can, can push? I think they... I mean, it was interesting what Neville and Carragher were saying on, on Monday night. You know, Carragher quite incredibly said that obviously if Liverpool don't win the league, uh, then he wouldn't mind to see Mourinho win the league. And I thought, blimey, that, that would be interesting. And, and his points, I, I sort of take because 
he said, you know, Mourinho's been called yesterday's man, which has been quite derided and so on. And you think about last season at Spurs, it was like, really? Or they're celebrating getting into the Europa or sneaking into the Europa League with a draw. Was it Palace on the last day of the season? It's hardly the kind of, it's a far cry from the treble winning season at Inter and managing Real Madrid and, and, and whatnot, or even winning the Europa League with, with Manchester United. But this season, it is a bit funny and it is a bit strange. And for those reasons you just said, Luke, about some of the other sides, then they do have a chance. There's no doubt about that. It is early days, but they've definitely got a chance. Well, of course, yeah, absolutely they do. And with the way Kane and Son are playing, Fish, you know, when you have a proper partnership like that, you've got Bale to come back in and really kind of get going, and we'll see what he's made with. Then you can't count them out at this early stage, can you? No, not at when all. When you have Mourinho in charge as well, who's done it? Because you can often say, oh, but, you know, Arsenal fans used to say, I don't know if they still, you know, spurs it up and the players don't experience. Well, the bloody manager's got plenty of experience of winning league titles. Yeah, I, I think Mourinho is in the perfect position to, to get that league title because I agree with Luke that this is the time for someone to stand their authority again. When, when people are working themselves out, mm. if you've got a bit of structure, if you've got a bit of coherence, now is the time to make it count. But I don't think that's that's how it's going to play out. I think what we're going to we're basically going to be in that kind of cartoon scrap where everyone's throwing bones mm-hmm. yeah. at each other, and it's the person who sneaks out at the bottom come February. Have they got the bones or not? No, no bows. Like oh, I thought you yeah. said bones. No, I thought no, you said no. bones as well. Yeah. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> bones are them, money. <laughs> so I reckon we're going to be in a situation where people will have to primarily come out of that. You know that hectic winter schedule and thing. Right, where are we now? What it, what what do we actually have before us? How many games do we need to win to be in here? Because it's it's only going to get more frenetic because there yeah. aren't enough breaks in the season for teams to recalibrate. Um, I know we're you know we're we're basically seeing teams now learning on the job. We're seeing Chelsea thinking right, let's we'll just we'll just defend now. We're just going to mm-hmm. defend all out. We've got Manchester United turning the run of games they're going to have where. They're you know persisting with McTominay and Fred for good reason, but to just mm-hmm. create any kind of solidity in those last two lines. And so, you know, while you know Luke highlighted the fixtures there that Spurs have, I think it really just is a case of just biding their time and, and taking cliche, but taking it one game at a time, which yeah. is exactly what Mourinho's good at. Yes, but if, and also if you take into account that there was a really really physical game last night, I'm not just saying that because it's a Burnley cliche. It was a physical game. Yeah. Carragher had said the same thing, hadn't he? That it was all about physical mm. battles, one on one battles all over the pitch, which I agreed with. To get through that game was massive. And to win it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. But to get through that game with players like Bale not being used, mm-hmm. but he's not fully fit yet. Regulon not getting on, who looks a fantastic player. I mean, Marina said something great about Regulon. He said um, he is very fast through the corridor, which I, <laughs> which I like. Which I guess he meant on the pitch, yeah. but it's, it felt to me like he had like a little scooter yeah, yeah, around the training right. complex or something. Um, like, in so, the, like in The Shining. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. A little trike. Yeah. Red rum, red rum. Yeah. Um, so, it's Regulon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, They've got players to come back as well. And um, if they can bring Rodan up to speed as a kind of backup mm-hmm. centre-back, um, yeah, they've, they've got a really, really good chance. Yeah, well, Mourinho, he said 6-1 on 1-0, three points, so I am happy, as I was at Manchester United at Old Trafford. Get that in there. Just, I'm just as happy as that. <laughs> yeah. If anything, more so, because that was uh, less of a surprise. Um, Spurs are down a squad player, though, because uh, Michelle Vorm has retired from football. Oh, sad. Good old Mish. Number two spot firmly belongs to... Joe Hart to the now, big man. It's, ha- Vorm- it's happening, isn't it? <laughs> it's happening. Do you got a Reese? Be aware. Michel Vorm had that. Um, I mean, he basically built his reputation, didn't he, on that season or two? Swansea, yeah, Swansea, mm. yeah. 
Uh, well, he was fantastic, yeah. particularly in that first. Was it the first season that Swansea got promoted to the Premier League? Maybe not. Possibly, but he might have uh, won the League Cup as well with them as well. You know, he, he was there for the best times at Swansea. Mm. You, you would certainly say. Yeah. Um, oh, he definitely did win the League Cup with them. That was the season. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. part of Netherlands squads at World Cups and so yeah. on. Yeah, you know? he's done well. He's yeah. done well. But of course, you know. You know, when Joe Hart's in your way. It's, you know. <laughs> Joe Hart's massive neck <laughs> obscuring your vision at training. <laughs> massive Adam's apple just blocking out the sun. Yeah, maybe he thought, oh, I can't complete with that. Can't look at that. Try to catch season. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Vorm had a couple of good seasons at Swansea. Let's agree on that. Yeah. It's not disrespecting. He's had a great career. Saying he was quite yeah. literally in the shadow of Joe Hart's Adam's apple. <laughs> Um, can I step back and throw something wildly into the mix? Hopefully yeah. it lands eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't reckon we've seen the last of Deli Ali as a Spurs player, and I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. Maybe not in the next month, maybe not in the next two months. It's all part of the plan, is it? Just <clears throat> that kind of reintegration, not too dissimilar to Tevez at Man City, where he comes in and comes back and, and just gives and that, them that extra That ended kick. well, didn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, they won the league when he came back, didn't they? Well, fair enough. So yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you were saying. Exactly. What's the matter? <laughs> What's wrong with him? Yeah, I was going to say. I'm trying to agree with you. Sticking a dig in there. Yeah, I appreciate the that, Luke. Look- <laughs> <laughs> the cameras won't tell a different story at all. Yeah, right. It's just the way you flip me the V's when you say yeah, that. Yeah. And, and Ali- Another ACDC one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mourinho also alluded to that in his post-match last night. Exactly, so there are yeah. some great players who didn't make the trip with us or whatever he said. Little glint in his eye. Speaking to Deli Ali, <laughs> he was sat at home with his Nike tennis socks on, with a pair of flip-flops, watching the TV. Yeah, it's good for everybody. Yeah, we're watching. Yeah, I'm just watching. I think. Yeah. We're interested in how that situation develops uh, indeed. Um, uh, there was another game last night, of course, Brighton 1, West Brom 1. Uh, Bilic was, uh, was was pleased in the end with, uh, with, with his side's point. Um, he said, it's more than a point. It's okay. not. No, it's not. I mean, <laughs> someone needs to make that clear to him because they are struggling at the moment. Can we get two? It's three <laughs> yeah. for a win, two for a good point. Um, yeah. He said, we have to believe. We told the guys at halftime to believe and that we are good. Mm. You're better than this, essentially. Is what <laughs> yeah. he said. But they did. They, they, they came out and Carl and Grant uh, took his goal well. A recent signing, of course, from Huddersfield. First goal uh, for his new side. He scored a, f- a fair few last season for Huddersfield as well. And, and my goodness, they, they, they could do with a few goals. Because relying on Pereira to just sort of whip them in from distance, in, 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 he nearly did, uh, of mm. course, last season. But, uh, but Vish, you... you you worry for West Brom, though. I do a little bit. Um, I I did some work on them during pre-season, or I suppose that little week period between yeah. that. Ten minutes. Yeah. Ten minutes <laughs> on them in pre-season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just um, it's just a call, you know, chat on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's done. Um, yeah. And um, it was interesting. They because they'd spent a lot of time in the Premier League previously. Um, previously to the two seasons in the Championship, they were they basically had a plan coming into the season that. They knew what was required of them physically because mm-hmm. they had all this data about how much teams run. And because of the schedule of the Premier League, as it was coming back, um, it, it's just a lot cleaner than the Championship. Mm-hmm. Certainly it asks a, a lot, well, not a lot less of you, but in terms of kind of recovery, it gives you more time. Um, but in terms of the intensity of running, it's about the same. So they made a choice to try and lower the average age of their team. So they bought, got Pereira on a permanent deal obviously got um, Dear Garner well, well this was at the time of writing this was this was true mm. and th- they kind of came came with a mind to being younger and, and just trying to maintain that intensity mm-hmm. and I think very quickly in that they realised what well, we could do, do with some experience here mm-hmm. hence bringing in, mm. in um, Franislav Ivanovic and I just 
I think Grant is a very, very good signing and he could have a similar impact to mm-hmm. what Morpé had at Brighton, I reckon, in terms of if you can get 10 goals out of it. Well, what Jay Adams is doing at Southampton. You know. Yeah, well, I suppose they'd want it a bit sooner than Jay yeah. Adams. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, okay. That, point yeah. taken, yeah. Um, so I do worry for them a bit, yes. I didn't think Burnley were going to be as bad as they have mm. been this season, so you I suppose expect, that legislates for you'd that. You'd expect Burnley to sort of get going. Well, you'd think so. I mean, I suppose we, we should have mentioned this before. And and they're also massively helped by the fact that Sheffield United have seemed to have fallen off a cliff. Or yeah. Perhaps even, uh, perhaps just temporarily, and obviously they've had some difficult things. Well, Fulham are yeah. the whipping boys at the moment. Um, yeah, although, very much so, aren't they? But they're almost, they're so the whipping boys that you don't even have to think of them anymore. Which is why when they surge... And it's October. <laughs> it's why when they surge, it'll take everybody by surprise. And what you were saying earlier about, you know, when everyone was firing arrows or your yeah, bow analogy, but, yeah, yeah. could it yeah. be Fulham? Could it be Fulham? But you can't hit yourself in the head <laughs> with your own elbow, though, can you? Because it's basically what Fulham are doing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Billich, though, going on what you said there, Vish, about you know trying to get younger players in, but also having experience, he's reportedly furious uh, um, that they left uh, that they let um, Ahmed Aghazi uh, move to, uh, to to Saudi Arabia because he was in his plans. I mean, that's that is a. That's a real blow for uh, for, for for Bilic because he's, he he is an experienced player. He's been there for a while, and, and Bilic is also quite an emotionally led character. Yeah, and people were fearing that he was going to go off the deep end about that. Although he said he's recently said that he is going to obviously carry on, but people were talking about it potentially being a big big issue for him. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> playing this game last night with Ivanovic and Ajayi at the back. That to me is a decent combination because I think Ivanovic obviously so experienced, yep. one of the best fullbacks in Premier League history. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's definitely physically up to the job at centre back, mm-hmm. isn't he? Because he always looked quite a brilliant operator, amazing fullback, but yeah. he always looked like he had a different physical profile to a lot of fullbacks you see. Yeah. So him slotting at centre back actually looks quite natural. If you watched it last night, he's got to stop kicking the ball off Jake Livermore into his own net, though. That is part. Yeah, he learned that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That goes down as an own goal for Livermore. Annoying. Yeah. You've done that once. Don't do it. Again. Yeah, yeah. Do you get assists for own goals? No, brilliant. <laughs> that was great work again by Tarek Lamptey on the right hand side, yeah. by the way, aka um, Jules Breach's favourite player in the world. Um, and I think, I think one thing you guys touched on. Yeah, Pereira looks a player at this level. I, I know he was great last season, but he looks like he's settled in. From what I've seen, and I would mm. have to say, I haven't seen a massive amount of West Brom so far this season. Mm-hmm. But from what I have seen. He looks crucial, which I think is crucial in this division. He looks very tricky to pick up. Yeah. He drifts from that position yeah. um, and uh, off the right and, and makes a massive nuisance of himself. And then when you're playing against that, I suppose, you know, I think Bryant were playing with wing-backs last night, but you don't really know who to, who's, who's picking him up because mm-hmm. he drifts all over the place. Yeah. It's kind of a similar principle to the way Kane is so difficult to pick up because he mm-hmm. picks up such different odd positions. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think Pereira could be a really, really big player for them this season. And I think he looks at home at this level, which I think, I mean, I don't know that many West Brom fans, but I think it will be a relief to them because we've seen players in the past not be able to do that mm-hmm. after being so good in the championship and the promotion season. So I don't think all's lost for them or anything like that. The same way I'm quite positive. Weirdly, the only team I'm not positive about and their potential to actually get out of trouble is Fulham. Yeah. I mean, Sheffield United, I think, have, uh, aren't as bad as the table suggests. <clears throat> West Brom, okay. Burnley, I think, will be better. Um, Manchester United, obviously, you'd hope they pull pull their way out of it. Um, Just a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Fulham are the ones that you 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 fear for. But what about that Tom Kearney goal? Oh, lovely stuff. Yeah. And that's what he'll do. Yeah, he'll lose every game four one, <laughs> yeah. and Tom Kearney will score a beauty from outside the box. Oh, I love that man. Yeah. He's gonna, he's one of those people that leaves five aside, having been pumped, and thought, oh, that nutmeg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come I, on, me. He's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. better, better than, than me. Better than me. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Would you fear? Would you fear for Fulham if they go down? They might suffer. Uh, what's been happening with Norwich City at the moment? Did you see what Daniel Fark has been saying? If yeah, anyone, I saw what I, he said. I, I didn't I, understand any I of it. Absolutely but I absolutely implore anybody to go and, and, and dig this out, what he said ahead of the game against Bournemouth, I think it was. Um, he said it very, very recently. Um, and if you, can, if you can interpret it, then please do uh, email us. Um, but yeah, he was talking about how, I think he was basically saying trying to get the players up for it was, was, was quite tricky, but he used this odd analogy of a good-looking girl asking out one of his 18 or 19-year-old players and then they're going to take her to the cinema and they're going to get a new haircut and so on. But if that player was with a beautiful woman, some, say Kira Knightley, for example, <laughs> then they might not get a new haircut. They wouldn't be that bothered about going to the cinema and they might just stay on the sofa and have a beer with their mates watching football. Why has he chosen Kira Knightley there? I prefer the stuff about the little horse. <laughs> I bet he's a massive Love Actually fan, isn't he? Yeah. You reckon? Oh, yeah. I can see that, actually. Yeah, I can see Farker on a Saturday night after a game. Bend it like Beckham. He, but he goes home, he has a bit of me time, yeah. has a bath, mm-hmm. washes his hair, mm-hmm. gets the white robe on, mm-hmm. watches Love Actually, followed by Bend it like Beckham. Time for a bit of Love Actually. Yeah. Get a pizza in. <laughs> calls it a naughty that he's having a pizza. Uh, I bet his... Um, his <laughs> calls it a naughty? <laughs> I bet his bathrobe is quite short as well. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, really short. Just like just yeah, yeah. Quite... Like an inch or two below ball base. Yes. Oh, I and think yeah. I think we might see a little tip. <laughs> <laughs> a little tip, folks. And some slide-on um, slippers, like the ones you get at the hotel. That they dish out for free. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I can see him with that. Yeah. Right, well, we'll finish the first half with yeah. the. You yeah. and the tip. Oh. It's always the tip with you. What do you mean it's always the tip <laughs> with always me? Always mention the tip. When have I mentioned it before? Oh, too many. Oh, Fish, I'm with Mark. I don't remember mentioning it before. I, like, yeah, exactly. I, quite, I, I thought to myself, no, I feel like the listeners will be all exactly. <laughs> yeah, what I'm they'll be the judge. I never talk this. about the tip because service charge is always included. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got a little one. Um, it was just banter. And I said, I know that, Sean. Oh. I didn't need to be here for that. Did I? <laughs> yeah. I didn't need to do that when I'm here. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for some correspondence. does sound like and my, my kids. kids yeah yes indeed we've had some correspondence as you would expect otherwise we probably wouldn't do the section um <laughs> the legend of the mysterious spanish football commentator from yesterday continues if you haven't Ooh. heard yesterday's episode go back and listen now you of course should be subscribing so you get every single episode jack kennedy's been in touch he says in reference to the emailer who had heard the commentator who says that's all folks are mm. in the bizarre faux italian accent you went to that better that's all the folks are <laughs> Um, the guy better. is definitely real, according to Jack Kennedy. He does the English language commentary for Barcelona games on their website. I don't know his name, Ooh. but I can confirm he is still ending both halves with that's all, folks. Cheers, Jack. Nice one, Jacko. Get, we just need to get a little clip, clip of it, don't we? Maybe we can get that for later in the week. Well, he's, he seems to have narrowed down the search for us quite nicely there, so we appreciate that, JK. Why do people think it's good to do that? It just seems weird to me. Well, that, that's all, folks. Yeah. Well, it's just it's his thing, thing, isn't it? Do you reckon he likes Hanna Barbera cartoons because that's where it comes from. Yeah, but, right? yeah. but you think about it; he's not he's not doing that solely for um, a, a British audience. He's doing it for an international audience, and they probably you know. So why like... is he doing it in funny accent? Yeah, 
Oh, I see what you Maybe mean. Confusing, I thought you meant the actual line itself. He's presumably he's Spanish. Yeah, okay. He's doing it in English language. Maybe he's not Spanish, but he's doing it in English language. But he does it in an Italian accent for a Barcelona game. Maybe he is weird. Italian. Maybe he is. Yeah, the we don't continues. know. We, yeah, don't we need know. to narrow this. We've, we've, we're a step closer to finding out what the bloody hell's going on here. Um, but we're still a few steps away. Yeah. Anyway, Vish, you've got an email. I do have an email. And speaking of dodgy accents, um, this one comes <laughs> from Australia. Oh, yes. Relates to the discussion we had a bit earlier about, um, or earlier in the week, I think, about um, slang. And oh yes, this was, was uh, Jim, Jim. That was talking about spiders. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I can confirm. I've heard Aussies use that before. Have you? Yeah, it's fair dinkum, mate. Is all I was <laughs> So we've got one from Mitch Parry in Australia here. Uh-huh. <clears throat> are you going to do this in an Australian accent? Because you are going to incur the wrath of all of our Australians. He, he starts off very Australian. Yeah. <laughs> G'day, cobbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's a good start from yeah, Mitch. That's all right. I've worked on construction sites around Sydney for ten years. A lot of slang used there is English simile style. Here's a couple of highlights. That's a really I'll tell you good what, I'm impressed it's by It's really that. good. Aus- Australians won't be. No. Uh, <laughs> let's make that absolutely they're clear. They're always moaning anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the oh. whinging poms. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Just look after your skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Flat out like a lizard drinking. Busy. Face like a chewed mango. Ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Few roots loose in the top paddock. Dumb. Uh huh. Blind as a wilder's dog. Drunk. Nice. You've got, <laughs> you've got Buckley's chance. No chance. William Buckley was an English convict who escaped into the bush in the 19th century. Everyone thought he'd be dead until he showed up after 30 years of living living with Aboriginals. Oh, it's an amazing story. It's a great story. Yeah. I can confirm when it comes to construction, we are. We are not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> Love the show, Mitch. He's God, Mitch. Mitch-o. <laughs> yeah. on, I've Mitch. got an Australian friend called Mitch, and he is the most. You never find a, someone who's just a bit Australian. That's mm. my point. Yeah, yeah. My, my friend Mitch, he's really Australian. Yeah, like he says, Ridley Dinks. Ridley Dinks. That's yeah. good. I've got a mate who, uh, who who's very Australian. He says, "Off the heater," which means someone's hot as in you know they're in a good run of form that yep. yeah. heater. Right. Um, he calls backdoors tradies mm-hmm. okay yeah. Where, yeah yeah um, he, he, he says rack who, off does he tell you to rack, rack off rack off dooly as well for oh my god Hooli dooly yeah. yeah and, and uh, we, we I remember years ago on the show we had someone we had a commentator an Australian commentator on the um, Australian league and someone put one in the top corner and he said, right where the spiders live. <laughs> Which is great as well. Anyway, there we go. There we are. Well, thank you very much, Micho. We appreciate that greatly. That was, of course, the emails. Just Indeed. Right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Mike Ashley, the saviour of English football. It's not the saviour that we deserve, is it? (laughs) It's not even the one we need. Not the one we want, either. Um, How did this get in here? Uh, Yes, Mike Ashley said, I am calling on the Premier League to immediately act and review its current PPV arrangements. Charging £14.95 for single televised matches in the current climate is not acceptable to any fan. That's only actually, that's not the full quote. No. 
And he goes on to say, I'll be happy to in, to include, as a gesture of goodwill, a giant mug yeah. with every purchase. I thought you were going to say, and the full quote is that, not. <laughs> I, I do think if, if you are, if your avarice is on the side, uh, is, is so sort of headline grabbing mm. that you are on the wrong side of the argument with Mike Ashley, I think you might have to reassess. Yeah. Um, what I would say is, by the way, if only Mike Ashley had a chance to vote against the original policy in some kind of mechanism, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. he, which he, to be fair, he did address by saying, "I voted for it because there was no other viable option." Mm. Um, presumably, you could have abstained in that yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. There's no Premier League whip, is so there? It's piping up now. Um, did he then also say, "By the way, the club is definitely for sale"? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I just, I just think it's a, a kind of a, a, a plot twist, Vish, that like that. <laughs> We probably didn't expect, but then when you think, oh, we're living in 2020, anything is possible. It's mm. actually quite straightforward. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't buy it for one second. I think he's, I reckon Mike actually seen all that money going to, <laughs> going to, um, you know, to charity now and various food banks. Well, I love that. that, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because the report that came out this morning was that there was a game that people have suspected was, I think, West Brom Burnley that garnered under a thousand pay-per-view buys. Yeah. Um, so for all you, I think you could reasonably argue for all the negative press they've got, it's not even worth it. I mm. mean, the negative PR for the back of that, you know, if, if you if you're only getting if you're getting under fifteen thousand pounds yeah. in total, yeah. it's just not worth it. Oh, it's, been, it's been incredibly low, and well yeah. done to fans for not doing that. You know, we often talk about fans. Blindly um, just kind of following the, yeah, the yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, uh, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, well, the, Marcus, sorry to cut in, but yeah, the, yeah. the argument is basically with fans. Mm. I'll, I'll present it kind of hopefully without prejudice, is that they're never going to get any meaningful action because they always blindly just go to games. They always, because mm. they're, they're so devoted to their club, and which can, in many you, ways is an admirable and, thing. And they never change that. their behaviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in this case, they kind of have. right? And then, the, as you've alluded to, Vish, the money that's been raised for charity is like an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. It's I, over £300,000, by the way. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I think the... Um, <laughs> What what Mike actually has been very smart here is that he's continued. He, I mean, he, he's obviously done it for political reasons. He's continued, I suppose, the pressure on the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wants to hammer the Premier League after what happened with the takeover. Really, yeah. that's essentially what he's doing here. Yeah. Um, but and he and he is right. I mean, the fact that they're even talking about oh, well, it's going to be what well, be ten pounds a game now then. Yeah. You know, as so we've we've heard what you've said. It's kind of like Alan Partridge <laughs> negotiating the salary of his assistant. Yeah. T- nine, t- ten, t- tell you what, yeah. it's nine and a half thousand pounds. Everybody <laughs> can just go into the football community. F- four, t- eleven, <laughs> ten, ten, yeah. ten. It's ten. Yeah. Nine yeah. ninety nine. It'll be five pounds by Christmas, and we all know it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then it will go. I actually did say that. Why not make it more accessible at four pounds ninety five per match until Christmas? Yeah. Okay. You know. So again, ahead of the curve. Oh, he just he just wants he just wants Sports Direct picking up some of that some more of that Christmas money. I'd say it? so. Yeah. If they've got a bit. If, if they've if they've got ten quid extra, mm. he's probably he'll that's probably a, that's, that's a couple of tracksuits. What, what he wants to do is say, <laughs> I'll stream the games for free. Yes. On the Sports Direct website. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm going to get a tracksuit which you can screen the games on. <laughs> <laughs> you can stand somewhere. <laughs> is that going a bit too far? Yeah, probably would. Well, be. what do you think about it, Marcus? I think I think they're all a disgrace. Mm. I think, well, I mean, the fourteen ninety-five. Just the reaction itself is just nonsense. It's a bit like what's happening in politics at the moment with with, with the government. When you get that amount of people yeah. reacting a certain way, I actually think. Unless you know something that, that, that people don't, you know, and there's a specific issue with a, a sort of a specific bit of wisdom that hasn't come to the public light or something like that or information or knowledge, 
it, it's actually good leadership to kind of go, actually, no, actually, we got that wrong. I think that's okay. It doesn't show a weakness, which mm. is what, which is what the, often leaders think. It shows, actually, you know what, we've, we've thought about this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And I think people go, right, excellent. We all make mistakes. We all make bad decisions. And I uh, wish yeah. the Premier League would just... Well, they, I mean, they, they are listening because, as you mentioned, they, they're going to float proposals today to reduce the cost to, say, £10 a game. But still... <laughs> well, still, I mean, you can buy good quality movies to keep online for less than that and yeah. you get them forever uh-huh. and, so that the price, and you know they're enjoyable yeah and the price the price pool doesn't really make any sense anyway yeah. so I mean it's out of touch it, and, and what happens sometimes is it feels like they're, they're so out of touch they don't consider what the optics are mm-hmm. and as we've already talked about it's, it's, it's incredibly damaging for them PR wise I know that the Premier League as a brand is really strong and it's worldwide and everyone knows it and, and it's, realistically it's not going to it's not going to sink it but it's not a great look. But that's but that's exactly it, Luke. Mm. It's not going to sink it. Yeah. And when grounds open, we'll be back. And yeah. This is the th- this is the sad thing about football is is you know the the, the the rich people you know they think my goodness you have a captivated audience yeah a captive audience sorry yeah. and uh, captivated uh, well yes hopefully um, but, but 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 the point who is we're that, never going to go away but on the but on the price point side of it if you're talking about going to a game yes season tickets are too expensive but the argument that the Premier League will put out or clubs will put out which you've se- I've seen them put out in the past is it's forty quid to come and see a game or whatever it is. Mm. It's forty quid to go to the theatre. Mm. It's forty quid to go here. It's forty. You know, it's a lot of money to take your kids to the cinema for a night. It, whether you agree with it or not, it's commensurate with entertainment yeah. at the top level. Mm-hmm. This isn't. Yeah. And you can get Netflix for however much it is a month. You get mm. two months worth of Netflix mm. for this, and that's got everything on it. Yeah. So it's just it's it's it's, it's not thought through. I think the other thing to consider is the fact that in these, you know, very tr- uh, very testing times, you find out a lot about people and organisations. Yeah. And I think football over the last few months has shown itself to be a bit of a disgrace, really, when it comes to um, dealing with its fans and, and, and even just caring for its fans. And I know that deep down, we've always kind of known that. They've always, you know, we've known that they've wanted to make use of the money in fans' pockets various different means you know even before this year talk about the 39th game and stuff like that even some will say the advent of the Premier League itself and so this is just merely I suppose an extension of that farce I mm. think the fact that they go down to 10 quid and you know we we know and I think we can speak for all of us in this situation who work professionally within the game that while we have known that football has been a bit like this I think we've all been a little bit surprised about how Mm-hmm. How great the greed has been from you know project big picture to at this to, time to in the Super League. At this time and, we're all living through. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you know they've shown their hand, and they ought to be ashamed of them, ashamed of themselves. Frankly. Well, it's just sort of the spirit of Winston Churchill when he said, you know, don't let a good what was it sort of panic or uh, don't waste a crisis. Don't waste yeah. a, don't yeah. let a good crisis go to waste. You mm-hmm. know, and, and clearly that's what's going on. But what, what I would uh, ask you, chaps, is would you pay fourteen pounds ninety five to look at a bald man's head? Uh, I know where you're going with this. Inverness Caledonian yeah. Thistle's camera is programmed to follow the ball throughout the match. Well, so they don't have to have like cameramen and the vision mix. And exactly, that kind of stuff. which is which is you know just a good, good bit of technology. That yeah. fair play, you know, the, the ball is really the sort of what we're we, we're focusing on. But the commentator kept having to apologise as the camera kept on mistaking the ball for the linesman's baldy head. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. <laughs> so this happened about, um, I think it was a month ago, yeah. where it was the camera got tracked on one of the loose balls on the side of the pitch. Tell the lino to put a wig on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine if he 
came out in a wig the next game. <laughs> yeah. Would would you go? But if he had to do it, would you want him to kind of have a proper wig to make it look believable, or like like a pink curly afro sort of wig, like just go ridiculous? You'd have to go ridiculous, wouldn't you? No, I don't think you would because you would the players just be like, "That's what." No. Well, how, would uh, you be taken more seriously if you're wearing like a little hat where you look like some kind of train spotter with a flag? Yeah, that's true. Or would you would you rather wear like a like a garish wig? I think wig. Um, uh, what I would say is that the on this game in question, the the. Um, the official Inverness Caledonian official Twitter, mm-hmm. which posts up this thing that every football club posts up now, these, these updates from the game. Yeah. And it posted uh, Inverness Caledonian official nil, a United nil, and then like a half-time photo. Mm. And some of the replies were... <laughs> someone's replied, Goose eggs. Baldy man has had more camera time than the actual ball. Sort it, <laughs> sort it out. Uh, and someone else has put, fancy paying a cameraman to follow the ball for the second half. I saw more of the lines was baldy head in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's really harsh on the linesman as well it's not his fault he's got a baldy head oh yeah well he's going to have to look he, now everybody knows about this learn. he's going to have to put the wig on yeah. get the wig on the linesman is what I'm saying you know what incredible. you could do you could um, you know testing times everyone needs to make money however they can um, if Inverness Cali Thistle have a bit about them they should rent out his head Oh yeah, put a little sponsor, sponsor on it. Now you're talking. Yeah. What, would you, what would you put? He's <laughs> moaning about capitalism earlier. Right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just eggs. They literally just want put, to advertise um, on a man's skin. Just put egg. <laughs> just write egg in marker pen, like Sharpie, egg. Like one of those advanced hair studio things, you put it on his... That's on mean. His, He's a human that. being. I He's know. If, if yeah. he doesn't mind us laughing at him, what harm On one hand, then? 40.95 is too much for a game. Yeah. It's avaricious, avaricious capitalism. On the other hand, can we advertise on bald men's heads? I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who officiates for your baby? Um, <laughs> Give him a lollipop. It's more affectionate. <laughs> I, think, well, I, think I, got, I think you've got to go... I think, I, I think you've got to go beanie hat. Oh, no, he just, he just looks a bit... I've got an idea. Go on. Bald wig. No, you're talking. <laughs> Get that. Double down. Yeah. Imagine if he turned up, I'll give you a wig. Pulled it's it a baldy wig. Pulled it off and then he had a bald head underneath. <laughs> or the little kind of like Sven crest. Yeah, oh, that's not going to help. They're just like an egg in a nest, wasn't it? Well, yeah. yeah, but the angle of the camera, maybe that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's enough. Keep us posted, Inverness Caledonian Thistle fans. That's how you get on the next game, please. If you're bald, email in as well. If Absolutely. you'd object to being stuff being advertised. If you're your bald, just mail in. <laughs> what does that mean? You're on tomorrow, aren't you? You're going to get battered. I'm not going to get battered. I'm going to speak to people. It'll be like an agony. Oh, you're corner. not going to get bad. Yeah. Telling the listeners how they should respond to you. I'm your not comments. telling them how they should it listen. Sounds to like you comment. are. No, I'm just saying if you are bald and you'd like us to advertise in your head, get Batter him. Time. Batter him. <laughs> <laughs> right then, uh, oh, tonight we've got some big games. Marseille against Manchester City, Liverpool against Midtjylland. Is it Atalanta Ajax tonight as well? Yeah. That's going to be a beauty. I'm, I'm definitely 12 12. Give me that. Yeah. yeah. Love that. 12, yeah. Bloody love that. On tomorrow's show, it is Kate, it is Vish, and it is Jim. So do um, uh, get your baldy heads turning around to that one. Um, right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for, for listening to the Fat R- Football Ramble today. The Fat Ball Ramble? <laughs> the Fat <laughs> Ball Ramble. Not that fat. No, is it like a PH? Like okay, fat, right. tempting ramble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the plump and juicy ramble. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank Don't you very say m- plump. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask people to do a review and, and share as well. Oh yeah, do that. Review yeah. and share. <laughs> okay, yeah. that would be great. That really helps us out and we, and we love it if you do that. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you very much for Tucson Hantaraja. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.